The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And we are back for an all new Keep It Real. I am Ira Madison III. And let me tell you something. Next week, I'm I'm getting ready for BravoCon, okay? Um, we have BravoCon coming up in just a week in Las Vegas. I'm going to be there next weekend. I am not hosting a panel as of now. I'm, imagine someone, like, dies next week and they say, Ira, host a panel. I don't know if that's happening. So do not expect that to happen. But I will be in Vegas, so come and say hi. Find me at the craps table. I'll be drinking a lot. Um, I also need to make sure I get a reservation at the Bedford, Martha Stewart's restaurant there, because that is some of the best fucking pierogies I've ever had in my life outside of Basoka. So that is also on my hit list. Um, I love that that is the more interesting thing to me than actually being at BravoCon. And also, I guess I got to see a show while I'm there, too. Maybe Usher? I don't know. I got to see something. So I'm going to have a good time in Vegas. Also, I have a little something to say. I'm going to give you a little keep it this week. Um, Someone commented on our YouTube that I should spend more time talking about groundbreaking new shows like physical on Apple TV Plus and not Housewives. Listen, ma'am, I think we are already long past that. Okay? We've got Roxanne Gay talking about Housewives. We've got... My queen, Camille Paglia, talking about Housewives when she's not talking about um, the vamps and tramps that she loves on soap operas. Um, she loves The Young and the Restless and also General Hospital. And if you have never seen this clip of Camille on this old E! show called Pure Soap, just Google Camille Paglia, Pure Soap. She's talking about Young and the Restless. She's talking about Nikki Newman. It's iconic. And she wrote an essay for Bravo about The Real Housewives, too. So Google Camille Paglia and Real Housewives. And then also, while you're at it, Google her talking about male sexuality and about how heterosexual men are actually closer to women because they fuck things that are shadows of their mothers and that gay men with their, you know, beefcake magazines and things are actually continuing on the tradition of masculinity that has existed since the Greeks and the Romans with that art of masculinity and how gay men are actually more masculine than straight men. We don't really have this level of discourse, <laughs> public discourse in the world anymore, and I love it. And that is what we try to create here. So 
Without further ado, this week's episode, I am delighted to be joined by Gina Kirschenheider from The Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, that show just wrapped. You just saw the reunion, and we had a chat after the reunion, so we got to talk about everything coming out of the reunion, what Gina is thinking about going into BravoCon next week, where she currently is in her relationship with Shannon Bedore. There's a lot going on. So we will be right back with my interview with Gina. So we are so excited to have today's guest on the show. You know her best from The Real Housewives of Orange County, but she's a multi-hyphenate. She has a skincare line. It's a real estate agent. She's giving it to Shannon on the reunion. And now she's a podcasting peer with her new show, Orange Country, which she co-hosts with Shane McAnally, which is out now. So please welcome to Keep It, the dynamic Gina Kirschenheider. Hi, Hi, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> that was although, quite the introduction. <laughs> although we met briefly um at BravoCon last year, uh, I was at um, the Mujin um, booth with um, Bruce Bozzi and and when Andy popped by uh, and he was handing out shots to everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, too. Yes. Yeah. You yes. popped over and then you were handing them all out. That was so fun. I was. Yes. I mean, that, that was. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was already after I stopped drinking, though, unfortunately. So I couldn't shoot any back. But I was, was better. <laughs> Everybody else received more, so that was good, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I assume you're looking forward to BravoCon this year in Vegas. I really am. I mean, you were there. It's yeah. it's incredible. It's like it's electrifying. And you know what? At the end of the day, too, I feel like it's good for all of us like Bravo celebrities to, to get that. It's kind of like really refreshing. It's such a boost. And everybody mm-hmm. in that room is having an amazing time. Everybody in that room is there. It's it's for the fans. Mm-hmm. And the fans are the reason that we all have jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, to feel that energy and everything that, and you know, they just care so much, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and like, also like, who doesn't want to feel like a rock star for a day? Like I was exactly. like, wait, <laughs> I've never experienced this before. You're screaming at these high pitch levels for me. Like it's incredible. <laughs> so yes. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't imagine doing all of this now, now that you have stopped drinking. What has that even been like on the show? I mean, like, that's such, it's such, I feel like it's such a part of Orange County in general, the women on that show, (laughs) historically, you know? Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Can't really disagree (laughs) with you. And it, and it, and it, yeah, it has been a really big thing. On the show, I would say that like, it's never, if you watch back, like it was Mm -hmm. never really a huge thing for me. I Mm -hmm. certainly drank, you know, like everybody else and had a fun time, but I never, I I wasn't really known for being like, I I never got sloppy. I was never Mm -hmm. like taking my clothes off because I'm drunk. Like that wasn't really a part of my character. So I kind of knew that it would be, I felt it would be okay going into it. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I just was, it wasn't like a huge shift in my character overall. What I wasn't expecting is the huge shift in my character because of, 
like the emotional stuff that was coming up because I mm. was no longer drinking. That was right. like a very big surprise to me. And you just don't know what it's like to stop drinking. And, and you have to understand too, that was, I, when we started filming that season, I think it was like about six months sober. Mm-hmm. So that's like for somebody who stops drinking, it's still like a very fresh, raw time. And I think I was just like going about it like this is just a decision I made. It's going to be fine. I, I don't I don't want to be hungover anymore. I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. I'm making bad decisions. It's holding me back. And I'm just going to do this. And I, I wasn't really thinking about the, it in the totality of it. And I think that you re- that's really what you see playing out last season on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was nervous about it, but like if anything, I, I actually, I, I found it to be more interesting and I feel like the viewers found it to be interesting too. Yeah. I mean, coming out of this season now, um, it's so interesting too, even thinking about BravoCon, right? Cause I feel like you film the season and then you have to react to the show as it's airing and then you film a reunion and now yeah. you're going back to be with all the women again to rehash all this Maybe stuff with all publicly. the women. We don't even yeah. know though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like at this point, I don't know if Shannon will be there or not. Yeah. You know, so I don't even know. But yes, it is. It's very weird. This mm-hmm. job, I have a weird job, Ira. It's very <laughs> weird. Okay. <laughs> It's very weird. Um, I am like in good standings with all the ladies. I'm not communicating with Shannon at this point, but not Mm -hmm. because she's, I'm assuming she's focusing on her health, you know? Um, But I, I, yeah, it is a weird thing to go back. I think actually it's a really nice for the Orange County cast though this year, because when BravoCon happened last year, we Mm -hmm. were, we actually were at BravoCon, and you see a little bit of it play out on the show in like mm-hmm. Mexico. It was right before our Mexico trip. So first of oh, all, wow. we were like kind of gagged when we were at BravoCon last year because we were right in the middle of a season. So yeah. we, our panel was like kind of boring. Like I remember <laughs> the audience members were like, what's your favorite color? I was like, really? This is the best we got, you know? But because they couldn't really, I guess, ask us anything because we were in, we were filming. And so, mm-hmm. and it had been a long time since the last season. And the, the last season was such a disconnect with c- casting issues and whatnot that I just mm-hmm. think it fell flat. I'm actually stoked to go this year because I feel like we held up our end of the bargain this year. I feel like as a cast, we delivered. And I mean that for from all my castmates, you know? So it's exciting to go into it this year, having wrapped up a whole season, being able to talk about the season and the things that are going on and happen. And I feel like the audience will be, the fans are excited about it. You know, the buzz mm-hmm. is still a lot. Like this is in a couple of weeks, you know? I'm like, if I yeah. don't go get my damn dresses fitted today, I have nothing to wear. Like that's how <laughs> close we are to BravoCon. So right. I'm stoked. I mean, I think this was a great season, you know? And I think that, um, you know, just the sort of gelling of the cast, like was really fun. I mean, you've been through so many, You've been through different eras and casting of, like, the show now. Like, how do you feel, even being on the show with, um, I guess, sort of the new women on the show, too, but then also, you know, with, like, with Tamara and then Vicky and Heather, these sort of, like, you know, (laughs) A-listers of OC, you know? Does it feel like there's a weird, like, imbalance when you're filming it? Or do you feel like everyone is sort of at an equal footing now? 
Well, I will say that Emily and I always laugh because we've pretty much accepted the fact that no matter how many, we could be on this show for three years and we're still always going to be fucking low man on the totem pole because (laughs) for whatever way it works out, it's like, Mm -hmm. like, we'll just bring back the original divas of all time. And then you're (laughs) so we just think it's hysterical, but, um, yeah, it's been really interesting and you can see the difference with, with different casting choices and selections. I think that. Orange County has been, it was the original show. It's a flagship show, right? It's, it's been mm-hmm. running the longest and there's going to be times of transition. And then they're gonna, I don't fault my network for trying different things and trying to like space it up in different ways. And also putting some of these women who had been on it for so long, you know, having them take a break or a step back, I think is honestly, even though it like, like I know how bad that burns Tamara at the time. But mm-hmm. when I really look, and I didn't, I didn't agree with it. I was like, wait a minute, like don't get, don't let Tamara go. Like she, like Tamara <laughs> help. Tamara makes our jobs easier, you know. So I'm like, don't let Tamara go. But then it's like when you really see where we are now, it's like, oh wait a minute, that actually was the best thing for her. Like she took a, you know, she took time. She she kept herself relevant while she was away from the space, and she came back with like like a fresh start and like for some reason on this show, if you get like fired and then you're brought back, you, you catapult yourself. I'm like, maybe I should just take a damn year off, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it feels really good. It feels like it gels. I think they did a perfect job. I personally also like, just like the opportunity to, um, try to form friendships with some of the women that I haven't successfully been able to do in the past. Like historically, I never really, Vicky, it's not that I didn't get along with Vicky, just that Mm -hmm. Vicky never gave me the time of day and she Mm -hmm. never tried. And when Vicky came back this year, she was like a completely different woman, at least towards me. Mm -hmm. I, and it was, it was so nice because I know so many people love Vicky and, you know, thinks she's so great and so funny and da da da. And like, I felt like I was never able to see that. And like mm-hmm. this year I totally could, she like let her guard down with me and she was so kind to me. And like, she knew stuff about my life that I didn't even know she knew. Like clearly she was following and watching and like that actually meant mm-hmm. a lot to me and I got to know her better. And like, now I think she's freaking great. I mean, even to me, like me and Vicky got into it a little bit in Mexico, but I'm like, it's great because like we really did. We kind of got on each other's nerves and then I try to put Vicky in her place and she's just like, you're not putting me in in my place. And then we move on. You know what I mean? It's not like so harsh and toxic and vile. She is who she is. She's hysterical. And I really enjoyed getting to know her this year on, on the show, even in the small capacity that, you know, she was in it. I think it was wonderful. What's it like, I guess, you know, when you do have a relationship with someone on the show and you deal with a conflict, but then you're still able to, you know, be friends with them and um, sort of interact with them versus, you know, where you ended up somewhere with like Shannon at that reunion, you know? Yeah. Well, I think those just show, those are normal. When you can get into it, say your opinion, get pissed off at each other, have it out a little bit and then move on. That's like, that's a real friendship. That's a Mm -hmm. normal friendship. Like I, even my best, 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 Emily is literally one of my best friends and Mm -hmm. we've gotten into it bad, you know? And that, that, that shit was real. Like I, like when we, that time when we were like not understanding each other, we really were not understanding each other. And it was really upsetting to us because we were such good friends. I think Mm -hmm. that 
with someone like Shannon, like I, I think it just highlights the fact that like we've never had a friendship and we likely never will. You know, we're just mm-hmm. very, very different people. And if someone just doesn't want to respect you or acknowledge you or see you as a human being, mm-hmm. how long are you going to beat down that door? You know, and that's where I'm at with her. I, I, I don't want to try to, you know, it gets pathetic after a while. It's like, I'm not going to stick around and try to get you to like me. Like I know my value. I know what I'm worth. I have a great life. I have great friends. And that's even going into the season this year, that's where my head was at. I was like, look, we don't have to try to pretend we're friends or be best friends. We could simply be civil. You know, there are people that are in your core group of friends that you just don't like, but like you're one of your best friends just won't cut them loose, you know? And it's yeah. like, all right, at a I've certain point. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody has been yeah. there, right? <laughs> so it's like, so what do you do? You want to not go to like your friend's party over it? No, you go and you try to ignore that person and then you talk shit about them behind their back like a normal person, right? <laughs> so I'm like, that's fine. Like I could do that with you, Shannon. And like the thing that upset me was like, I wasn't even talking about her behind her back. Like, like I just mm-hmm. was like, I am not going to touch this because it's always historically gotten me burned. And then mm-hmm. I just got attacked anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is, I am being very careful right now and very respectful right now because I know that she's dealing with something that is very severe, very significant in her life right mm-hmm. now. So I am respectful of that. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to still stick up for myself, stick up for my children and vocalize like what is wrong. Like you can have sympathy to a point, but you know, it doesn't make you a bad person to still point out and acknowledge injustices, you know, even though something bad happened to this woman doesn't mean that she was not treating me unkindly and unjustly. And I'm going to stick up for myself probably to a fault. (laughs) <laughs> like that's just who I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's always been an interesting person to watch on television, but it's also always just been very stressful to watch Shannon on television. <sighs> I feel like she's always going through it. Through something, through it, you know? And yeah, um, this and season just felt very much It's always yeah. worse than what anybody else <laughs> is going through. When we're back, more with Gina. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. 
Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black is the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the Black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. How would you say maybe your relationship is with Heather now, you know, because uh, you had a sort of a back and forth all season, but you yeah. know, you were right next to each other on the couch having fun at the reunion. I know because I love Heather. <laughs> I really do. How can you not love Heather? I mean, that's the thing too. Look, I, I did get into it with Heather. I didn't understand where her head was at throughout a lot of this season. And so it was very... That was a little frustrating for me with Heather this year because I mm-hmm. just simply didn't get a lot of it. Um, but at the end of the day, like Heather is a great, she's a good person and mm-hmm. she will apologize. She will see your, try to see your point of view at, at least, you know, and she, like we do respect each other and care about each other. So it really wasn't that hard to reroute that. Like there were certain things that were but she was like bugging me this season. There were certain things that I just couldn't <laughs> let go because I felt like I was a, always been a good friend to Heather. And I felt like she did a lot of that, like grouping in of like, all of you do this. And I'm like, wait a minute, except me, you know, you have to say that, <laughs> da, 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 except Gina, except Gina. And she wasn't, and it was like driving me nuts. And then it didn't make me like question what, where I was with her. Look at the end of the day though, Heather and I, we actually do are very we're close. We really, I could call Heather any day at any time and she would be there for any Mm -hmm. of us. That's truly who Heather is. But we have, we also, it's okay to acknowledge that Heather and I have two completely different lives. You know, Mm -hmm. we make time for each other. We enjoy doing things together. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm, 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 there's an age difference and I'm still working on getting up, you know, in life and, and taking care of my kids are very young. Her kids are almost all out of the house. She has a ridiculous amount of money. We're not going to like vacation together, you know, <laughs> except like on the show, you know, but, but 
<laughs> we are friends and we just yes. we make time to see each other. So we're great. I love Heather. I adore her. I respect her. Mm. I go to her for advice. Like she's always wanting to help. That's what I think people don't understand. And I try to get people to see that a little bit, like peek behind with the curtain a little bit with Heather is Heather is who she is. Heather isn't isn't a product of the money that she has. Like Heather would be that same person, even if she was poor. Mm -hmm. It's just who she is. You know, she's a proud person and she's also a New Yorker, but she's like a Westchester, New York, New Yorker, you know, there's Mm -hmm. just, there's differences in places where people come from. And that's just a part of who Heather is. She's just, she is fancy pants. Mm -hmm. Okay. So speaking about New York, we had a lot of this question online <laughs> people oh, are wondering people people are wondering like you're from new york and then they were like but this season they were like you have almost like a different accent or vocal fry in your interviews and people are like where is this girl from <laughs> i know I, it's so interesting to me Eric, because i get this i did i got this a lot i don't know what this is like <laughs> I have no idea. And I think that I honestly think that this is just my voice. Like I'm from (laughs) Long Island. I grew up with like a bunch of my girlfriends. Like, you know, we would do all these weird accents and Mm -hmm. weird things. Some of my girlfriends were from like upstate New York too. So like we have these weird things that we would do and say. And I really think what you're hearing is I don't drink anymore. So Uh I'm not like... um. I don't know. I guess like the alcohol maybe just like takes more of your personality out. Like maybe it just subdues you a bit. And this is me like completely sober. And I just kind of sound like this. I sound weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, maybe it's like a nervous energy thing. And I just like develop voices. (laughs) I don't know because everybody keeps asking me and I feel like it's getting worse. The more people talk about it and I don't know what it is. Maybe I lived in California too long. I don't know. I have like a twang. I know. But I've kind of, I think I've had that since I'm younger. Like everybody would say dog, dog, dog. And I would say every once in a while, I'd be like dog. And my yeah. friends would be like, where are you from? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Okay. But I'm sorry. Uh, I know it annoys people. I know everybody hates my voice. There's nothing I can do about it. It just is people- what it is. I mean, people also want to know if you have a collaboration with Chili's coming. I hope so. God, <laughs> who wouldn't? Are you kidding me? And I don't know who started that. Like, I know I've I've talked about it a lot because it yes. is all fun and whatever. But like, honestly, I Chili's loves me, by the way. They always post on all my things. But I'm like, okay, oh. but write that check, Chili's. When's my check coming? <laughs> And then I'm going to go to whoever started that and I'm going to be like, let's go cash the check together. You can watch me cash the check. I'm not giving you any, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was a joke someone started online, right? Like a meet and greet at Chili's. Yeah. And then I work at Chili's and all this stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, listen, first of all, I'm not above anything. I would work at Chili's if I had to, to take care of my kids. But plus, like, I don't know. I feel like that might be less drama. Working at Chili's might be like, I feel like it would be a good vibe. I don't know. I feel like working at Chili's would probably be, there'd be a lot of drama there too. You know, You're I mean, probably I've worked right. at a restaurant. Yeah, those restaurants are, yeah, me too. Yeah. They will actually, to be com- quite, quite honest and fair to Chili's, I don't think I am the caliber of waitress that would make it. I don't think I could do Chili's. 
because they're so <laughs> corporate and like they're they're very strict. I was like mm-hmm. a shitty waitress at like you know an independent restaurant where I great customer service. Everybody loved me, but I would never bring you what you ordered. <laughs> But, you know, service with a smile, 100. Yeah. Um, talking about your podcast a bit, Orange Country, what's it yes. been like, you know, to join the fray of Housewives with podcasts now? I feel like everyone used to have a – Housewives used to have, like, a single. People would drop, like, a song. And now I feel <laughs> like people are like, I'm going to make a podcast, actually. <laughs> It's true. Well, I feel like it's podcast nation in general, you know, these mm-hmm. teenagers. I, I'm happy to join though these women that are out there doing it. I I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, like a lot of the time we like we have things to say and we know the most information and everybody wants to know what's going on anyway, right? So like it makes mm-hmm. sense that we would try to get out there and do and explore any as many avenues as we can, you know. But what I do like about Orange Country is that it is not a housewife podcast. And that mm-hmm. that actually, like, of course, I address things that come up in the moment. Like, I spoke to the Shannon situation, things like that. But for mm-hmm. the most part, it's just um, we cover a lot of ground. And there's no real one theme. It's like parenting, sobriety, pop culture. We have on a lot of good celebrity guests. Um that are super interesting and fun and all over the place. Yeah. You had Jesse Tyler recently. Yeah, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like fangirling, <laughs> sitting with him. I was like, can I even like honestly, the level that I got to quickly too is very pleasantly surprising to me and I'm loving it. Like, I think it's really cool when you can just be like, I'm just gonna put this out there. Let's have real conversations and to have viewers and people responding to that is really, it's really, it's really serving my, my soul. Well, it fills up my bucket. You know, I really <laughs> enjoy doing the podcast. Like it's cool yeah. to talk to people. Yeah. I mean, do you find that you have, um, sort of learned something new about yourself by doing that something like oh, that will yeah. help you like go forward, even like on the show, you know, the show for me has been always very cathartic. Like mm-hmm. it's been a really great way. What I realized about myself in this journey on the show and through my podcast is that I think the former New Yorker in me, I always thought when it came to my life, you're tough. If you just keep everything down, you just smile, mm-hmm. you just go, you don't talk about it. It's nothing I was like taught. My parents actually were like more like hippies. So like they were open with their emotions. It just became what I thought I should do, what the standard was, which is why I never opened up about anything that was going on in my life. But then also what I found is I am an honest person. So if you actually just sit me down in a chair and you ask me a question, I will answer that question. And the show forced me to do that and it allowed me to get out all of this shit and then it made me feel better. And I'm like, wow, like what a novel idea, you know, you get out your emotions and then you process them and feel better. And so like that for me has been a very powerful tool. So when I sit down with Shane and we're just having these conversations and asking each other things and sharing things with each other, it just feels good. And to be able to share that then with other people is a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about um, where things might even be going next season? You know, I mean, do you want oh, them gosh. to bring back someone else? Because they're always talking about bringing back old people to the show, right? And it's like bringing some new people, maybe, you know, that yeah. or the idea that 
Heather belongs on Beverly Hills instead of fitting in on Orange County, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do think, I don't want to be, I do, I think that Heather could easily fit in in Beverly Hills because she's fabulous and she has homes there. But I also think that Heather really fits in in Orange County and Mm. I want, I want Heather to return. And I think Heather wants to return. I don't really want to speak for her, but mm-hmm. I just from, you know, our conversations I've had, like, I think Heather feels secure in her friendships. I know she had a rough year on the show, but I do think she feels good now mm. with everybody. Um, yeah. The situation with Shannon certainly changed things, right? So that to me is the biggest unknown, like, as I just don't know what that looks like like what ha- yeah. what does it look like if she does return what does it look like if she doesn't i don't you know mm-hmm. I, it's a weird question i would like to see personally i just i want someone i want someone more my age on the show yeah or younger <laughs> you know yeah. i think that would be really fun and really cool and i like the you know, it's no disrespect. I think that that is you know all these women are incredible and amazing and all that but I think youth is fun, you know, and, and different and it spices stuff up. And like, I, I would love like a buddy my age or, or even honestly, even like a chick, I'm, I'm pushing next year on the show. I'm going to have to celebrate my 40th birthday. So I'm Mm. getting up there with all these ladies too. Now, you know, I've been here for a minute and, um, it would be fun to have somebody young. I think Jen Pedronti did a great job for her first season. She's the first person that I feel like in years um, really clicked and really mm-hmm. did it in a natural way. Um, and the job is just to show up and be yourself. I think she did a really good job of that. And also, like, obviously, she wasn't taking Tamara's crap. So yeah. <laughs> that's good, you know? Like, she's strong. Yeah, I mean, you sort of have to be able to go toe-to-toe with Tamara to stay on the show, right? You have to, and it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Do you think that you would televise your wedding on the show? Um, I mean, I wouldn't... I, I've shared so much already, much, yes. <laughs> To me, it's like I've shared so much bad stuff to be able to have the opportunity to share something so great. I like I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'd be like, yes, 100. I think it's more a question of if, if that is what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Travis and I are just so happy in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And look, it's not that I wouldn't want like a beautiful wedding and all these things. But I think that right now we're just not there yet because we're at this like very critical, like practical point of our lives. We have six children. Yeah. They need things, you know? And so then I just think, oh yeah, I could have this big, beautiful wedding, but also I need to get six vehicles for these kids to drive and they all have to go to college and we need Mm -hmm. a bigger home, you know? So I think our eye is on the prize right now. Um, but there is still a part of me in me, you know, I think for a while I was like, I don't think I need a wedding. I don't need that. Yeah. And now I'm like, eh, I wouldn't mind that wearing that ring. I wouldn't (laughs) mind putting on that dress. Yeah. I want the photo. You know, like, I want it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if Bravo paid, but we know that they don't pay for the weddings. A hundred percent. But yes, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to have to flip a table to get a wedding paid for at least. And I don't know. I don't want to pay that price either, Iris. So I'll pay for my own wedding. Yes. Uh, I guess, lastly, what are you looking forward to at 
BravoCon? Like, who are you looking forward to seeing? The mo- well, I always say 100% the most is the fans. Like, I truly mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Like, I never get bothered when people come up to me. I think it's such a privilege to be able to, like, take a picture with somebody and you make their whole fucking week. Like, yeah. that's so cool, you know? So, honestly, I I love all of that. Um, but I do love a lot of the women. I love Wendy and Giselle from Potomac. It's so funny, yeah. too, because I don't necessarily – I don't – watch all of the franchises but i mm-hmm. know the women personally so to yeah. me sometimes when i hear that somebody's more of like the villain or something on the other cast right. i'm like what i'm like no way <laughs> you know like i don't even get it but um yeah I'm, i i i get along with so many of the yeah. women that, i mean i i love melissa gorga that's even so funny though that you mentioned even like like you love like Giselle and Wendy because it's so funny. They like they don't even get along on their own show, you know. Yeah, and I didn't even know that. Like that was so, and I'm and I'm like, no, but I but I love you both. Like how can you? That doesn't make sense to me because you're both so amazing, you know. So it is kind of funny to me, and I do. I genuinely love them both. I laugh with Wendy so much. We did um, Project Runway together. So that was yes. how we, we got to bond. And then yeah. we like came back for like the finale. And I don't know, there's something about Wendy that she, she just freaking cracks me up. And then you find out like she's also like this boss lady and she's like got all this education and she's doing all these like big time things. So like I, lo- I, I like to see women up. Mm-hmm. You know, I like strong, strong friends. I like smart friends. I like, I, you know, I like rich friends. I like when my friends are doing good, you know? So mm-hmm. she makes me laugh. Um, trying to think who else. I do like Melissa Gorga. Um, you know what? I, I really want to see Lindsay Hubbard too. Mm-hmm. I would love to see her have a night, a, a moment at Bravo, yeah. you know, cause she's been through a lot. We share, um, this same, Melissa is our makeup artist and uh-huh. Caroline in New York. We share this. In, so when she comes here, Melissa does Lindsay. And then when I go there, I use Caroline. So mm-hmm. we, we were so excited to meet each other for the first time at BravoCon last year. And she's such a sweetheart. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I don't know anything about the situation, but I want to see her get through that. This is obviously a shitty time for her. And I would love yeah. to see her come to BravoCon and like, you know, have that, like, I'm going to be okay. I look, fucking incredible i'm sure she's so thin because that shit just makes you so skinny you know (laughs) and i just want to see her like in all her glory at bravo con yeah well that'll be nice to see too so yeah uh i'll see you there yeah are you gonna be be doing the are you gonna be in like the podcast room or are you just gonna be there Uh, i'll just be like i'll just be there having a good time running around places yeah so that's better not trapped in a room no, yeah, absolutely. And not. getting all the tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, thank you for being here. Yeah, this was so fun, Ira. Thank yeah, you for having nice me. Yeah, nice to meet you. Of course. Yeah. Thank you again to Gina Kirschenheider for being here with me this week. Uh, that was a fun combo about the Real Housewives of Orange County. Remember, I am going to be at BravoCon next weekend, so if you see me, say hi. It'll be a good time. That's Keep It Real. We'll see you next week. Keep It is a Crooked Media production. Our senior producer is Kendra James. Our producer is Chris Lord, and our associate producer is Malcolm Whitfield. 
Our executive producers are Ira Madison III and Louis Vertel. This episode was recorded and mixed by Evan Sutton. Thank you to our digital team, Megan Patzel and Rachel Gajewski, and to Matt DeGroote and David Tolls for production support every week. And as always, Keep It is recorded in front of a live studio audience. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.